Hey, Faith here, and welcome to the second part of the Youth Ministry Tea titled, Things I Wish I Could Say to My Students' Parents. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, The Youth Ministry Tea, I encourage you to check it out right now. That'd be great. So, Chris and I have, you know, we've uh, worked in youth ministry for 15 plus years across different cultural and generational contexts. As third culture kids, we already feel like we exist between worlds, so being a youth worker that has to mediate between generations isn't really a foreign feeling to us. We'll explain it in this episode, but we asked some friends from all over the world to anonymously submit things they wish they could say to their youth's parents. Our heart is to encourage and to settle some misunderstanding so we can make way for the Spirit to lead us into all truth. To the church at large, we love you. We are you. So, thanks for listening. This is the Third Culture Podcast. All right. So, <laughs> I'm I'm excited but not for this section because we have a can lot Can we skip this all together? No. This because the, there's too many questions and a, a lot of our youth leader friends are eager to find mm. out. And a lot of our pastor friends are eager to find out. What <laughs> questions, not questions, sorry, what statements we've gathered from our youth leader and pastor friends. So we asked a prompt. <laughs> I know. Um, Should we put a disclaimer out there? Yes. Okay. So the prompt was, what is something you wish you could tell your youth students' parents? Like to their face. And the disclaimer here is that it's not that our youth leader and pastor friends are afraid to tell you. It's not that they're like, oh, I can't tell them. So this is like confessions of a youth leader. Um, it's <laughs> it kind of is, but uh, yeah. A little bit. But a lot of these things have been brought up to parents. And either they have not been received or their student has informed, you know, the youth leader parent that, this would not be received if you were to tell them that. Um, so this is a confession hour, I guess, in many ways. And any other disclaimers you could think of? I don't know. Um, this is it's all. This is also coming from a variety of people from different parts of the country, actually, and the world, and the world, and um, and so uh, uh, how do I say this? <laughs> if if you are a parent and you're listening to this. This would be the time to disconnect some of that emotion and just hear this Listen. as open yes. as openly as possible. Yes. You know, this this may not be referring to you at all cuz there are some of these statements that are referring to like unsaved families, uh, yes. unsaved parents, you know? And so so please like if if there's a time we're warning you now, if there's a time to disconnect, if you know that you have a tendency, just disconnect that right now. Yeah. Or 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 maybe just stop listening. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Go to the next episode. The next one's going to be really fun. <laughs> yes. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you, but but just know that this is coming from like we we these are like leaders who've been leading for years. Some yes. of these people are our parents now. Now, yeah, you know, and our parents of junior hires now, mm -hmm. you know. And so th this is not coming from like a bunch of 18, 20 year olds that just want to like rip up parents. <laughs> Trust me, we would not we would not be reading their things if that was the case. If we're just like ripping up parents all day long, no. But these are genuine things that. We've even experienced some of these statements we have said actually to a parent. So it's not, it's not something, we're not just bagging on you guys is yeah. what I'm saying. We reverently look at your position as a parent mm -hmm. with deep, deep respect because God ordained you in that role. Remember yes. that. Just as God has ordained us in this role right. for this season. And so these may be very difficult to hear, to hear or even to receive. And it's okay. You know, uh, my <laughs> exhortation to you as fellow person <laughs> is take it to the Lord. If there's something that really does singe a little bit of your soul, like take it to the Lord. And if it's not for you, he'll just knock it right back. But if it is for right. you, um, really take it to him, ask the Lord to work it within your heart and maybe even have a conversation with our youth leader and pastor friends. We will not tell you who said what. Nope. We will, if you ask us, was this so-and-so, I'm going to deny, deny it, deny even, even if you were right. <laughs> 
Even if you guess correct, I will say no. Yeah, because this this is this covers yes. this covers way too many ministries. Yes. And way too many people. And spans of and years. And spans of years. Yes. So it's not like this happened yesterday. No. Like, you know, um, this and it's it's also pretty reoccurring. Like the the things there's that you'll hear, there's a pattern. Which means there's a problem. <laughs> but we love you. We love you. We love parents, you. <laughs> we love you as hopefully future parents we empathize like oh no this is this is hard even for us reading these these were hard for me to read it wasn't like I was celebrating behind like yeah you tell them it was never that was never the spirit no the spirit was dang these are hard we recognize these are hard and we might giggle because that's how we deal with hard things. Yes, if we're laughing, it's not because we're making fun or we we're yeah or we're being irre- I guess we're being irreverent. But I I laugh because that's how I process the I uncomfortable situations. <laughs> if it's uncomfortable, I will laugh. So don't be offended that I'm laughing at this. Yeah. It's because if I'm not laughing, I'm crying. Okay, so right. <laughs> Yes, and you can use that as a method too. So maybe you should. You just can laugh, laugh too. Yeah, laugh these things. Okay. All cool. right. So, <laughs> do we just start from the top? Okay. Well, I feel like we should group the similar ones together. How do we do that? Well, first of all, we had a youth leader say, in response to my question, "What do you want to say to your youth kids' parents?" She said, "This makes me want to cuss." <laughs> Same. Um, we are just humans. <laughs> and it's and this is so real. This is this, this is, is so real. Honest. Honest confession that the Lord appreciates. Okay, ready? Uh, yeah, let's let's start with number 1. A youth leader said to is what would like to say to youth kids parents, please read the Bible with your kids and teach them how to use it. Your kids aren't going to want Jesus when you live a lukewarm life. Parents, be the same at home as at church. Mm. Be available and ready to listen. Ooh, that's all in the same vein. That's There's one more like that too. Um, if you don't take Christ and the church seriously, then you you can't expect your kids to. Oh. Ooh, your kids need to see you pray and read your Bible and live out faith. Less rules, more examples. Your spiritual formation is as important as your desire for your kids to build a spiritual formation. Oh, snap! <laughs> Say that one more time. Your spiritual formation is as important as your desire for your kids to build a spiritual formation. So that desire that your kids look like Christians should be the same amount of importance that you live out Christianity in your life as well. Ooh, that's super good. In that same vein, a youth leader said, I am a servant called to love your kids, but majority of learning comes from you. The hypocrisy in your private life is the is a huge stumbling block as to why your kids are acting out or having a really difficult time. Ooh, Okay, process. Let's process through this. So it there's a couple more like that, just all worded a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be a pattern here of uh, we see parents who are expecting their kids to be at a certain level spiritually when they themselves are not there or they think they're there. Or Oh, that's so hard to say. That's really hard to say. Like... Hebrews 5, the end of Hebrews 5 talks about desiring milk, mm. right? Like when you're a child, you desire milk. But then when you mature and you grow forward, you start desiring, desiring meat, like solid foods. Or you should be. Or you should be. There has to be a natural progression. Like you can't be eight years old and only drinking milk. Like there's nutritional values mm. in solid foods that you're missing and being um, robbed of. It's the same thing. If your if your students are coming to youth group and they're coming to a solid youth group who's teaching them God's word and propelling them forward and propelling them to mature and propelling propelling them to be to take their to walk with Christ seriously, mm-hmm. they may be desiring their their appetite might be 
preparing themselves for solid food. Mm -hmm. But here's where the problem kind of starts. When they get home and the home can only prepare milk for them, there's... There's a massive rub that happens, you know, and and we've dealt with this before, too. We've seen parents who desire that, desire the natural maturity of a Christian, according to God's word. But they start realizing you can't bypass me. I'm the parent. Mm. I'm the parent. Like you cannot grow more spiritual, spiritually knowledgeable or knowledgeable Mm. of God's word over me. Like you need to remain under me as a child but what happens like what what would you desire then when your kid is starting to desire solid foods but you can only prepare or are only feeding on milk yeah that's um that's a real rub that is a real you know because the only the only solution based on that is your kid goes back to milk and then you get upset that they can only drink milk yes there's friction there. There's friction there. Because that's there's also a tension, I think, when um, youth kids are being fed so well. And where you drop them off, praise the Lord. If you drop them off at youth groups that really feed them and really challenge them and, and cause them to help them work through their doubts and even have a community of other students who also want to grow in the Word, and they come home, um, I think they're especially in this generation, there are some idols within the home that produce tension with what they're hearing and what they're growing in in youth group and in their walk with the Lord. Right. So imagine, you know, going and growing in the Word and coming home to a family that claims to love Jesus and and who maybe sincerely loves Jesus, but there are things in the home that— and speaking to hypocrisy, which is really sad, and we're all hypocrites to some extent, but right. coming home and but then also seeing hypocrisy in the home, it rather than we've seen some students go back to milk, we've also seen some students grow in self righteousness, right, and then drag their parents. So we've seen both, where they're just like, well, I guess I don't, I can't grow as spiritually mature as I want. I'll have to go to the pace of my parents or my parents are the worst. Why aren't they growing in Jesus? Then they become little Pharisees. Right. So <laughs> there's two directions there. Yeah. And um, both happens. Yep. And both causes friction. And I don't think, I don't think either one of those is God's design. No. You know? And so that's something to definitely <laughs> walk, walk with a little bit. I'm uncomfortable. Okay. I- <laughs> I know. Oh, I love this one. Remember, kids' brains are actually still developing. Their feelings are big. That's so real. Uh, And related to that, give your kids space to wrestle through doubts. Also, no dating in high school. (laughs) I love that tag. That's an idea. Let uh, let's create spaces where failure is merely a tool that Mm. points to grace. Wow. Um, Again. Your kids are still growing up. It's kind of that idea. They're gonna make, they're gonna make some boo boos. They're legit boo boos. Did you make mistakes as as a teenager? Yes. <laughs> they they too. They will. A lot of students, especially today, are being catechized by TikTok and just social media in general. So I love the emphasis we have on mental health that's going on just in the West right now. But I know there's it, it, it could be to a detriment where we are now prone to over-diagnosing things that... Um, Yes, there are very real chemical imbalances. There are very real traumas. There are very real familial wounds that need to be addressed. I look at this generation and I see there's so much that 
they're being told that like, just, you know, walk through these anxiety attacks, walk through these panic attacks, which is so healthy. And so it's so great. So they do feel a lot of feelings and there's a lot more liberty now to express those things. So that's really great, which is also different than how former generations have dealt with mental health. Some parents may be uncomfortable with how much maybe their students are sharing or oversharing. And sometimes even youth leaders, as millennials, we we get to exist in between realms, between Gen X and Gen Z and boomers and Gen Z that we, uh, praise the Lord, have some kind of sympathetic role there where we I understand where your parents are coming from, why they're uncomfortable with dealing with your issues mental health-wise and just dealing with your overall well-being as it pertains to your brain and your mind. But I also see where you're coming from, where this is great that you're expressing yourself. So as a youth leader, so much grace is needed in that in-between. And then I really pray that parents can come a little bit more into that space with their students uh, and not be afraid of seeking help that could really be helpful for, you know, just just seeking actual like help (laughs) therapists or a counselor, whatever it is. Um, But also bear in mind, they could also just be kids having feelings. It may not always be very true because of a trauma or something. They just going through hormones. So you need a lot of discernment as to what that is. Is this actually something that we need to seek uh, like help with with a counselor or a therapist? Or is this just my student having <laughs> having a moment? A moment. Right. Getting her heart broken from someone she's not even in a relationship with. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so she's never even talked to. <laughs> Right. Yes. There there's and I think that too, you know, there's a there's a huge amount of humility that needs to be yes. implied there as well. Which I'm not a parent, neither is Faith. We're not parents yet. Mm-mm. But I know how to some extent how humbling it is to to just genuinely know that I don't know how to help you. Yeah. And that's humbling because you you've you you immediately are met with your limit, mm-hmm. right? This is my limit. And I'm sure as parents, there is a desire to be, because you love your kids. I'm not, there's, there, you know, like the reasons why these, you, you desire these things for your kids is you, you love your kids mm-hmm. and it has to be, there has to be a certain level of, it has to be humiliating. And I, and I get that. I have, I have, um, I have sympathy and compassion towards that because mm-hmm. It is, it is humiliating to realize, oh my gosh, there's a point that I can't help my kid or I yeah. don't, I don't know. This, you is, know? Outside this of is outside of my toolbox, my, basically, as right. a parent. But I think yeah. that action of humility coming mm-hmm. alongside your student and just genuinely saying like, I don't know, can we learn together? Yeah. Or I don't know, I'm actually really overwhelmed because I love you so much and I can't, I can't help you and I want to help you so yes. bad. You're modeling that for your kids because mm-hmm. then they'll do that same thing mm-hmm. towards you. Like, mom, I don't know. Or dad, I don't know how to do something. And now you've opened up a really solid pathway for that kind of interaction in the home where not knowing or limitations or failure or, um, sh- you know, shortcomings doesn't, ignite the house it actually brings more grace and pathways of like loving talk to one another honesty honesty confession yes these things you know and so um and that and again that has to come from the lord and how the lord um directs you as a parent to to at least be like lord like and that that starts with confession from a parent before yeah. the lord lord i don't know how to help my kid there's a limit i have hit my limit i am not all encompassing yes. for my kid you know and um and model that and i think i think you'll you'll see how healthy that becomes in your family cuz your your kids are going to need to be like that when they grow up because they're going to run into things that you, they just don't know instead of you know inserting pride in it to be genuinely like mm. I don't know mm-hmm. I need help 
I need, I need, you know, just a, a place of honesty and confession and, and, and kindness and gentleness and towards those things. Yeah. I think it needs to come from a, from a parent's perspective as well. Those, that action, that, 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 um, what is the word? That discipline of humbling ourselves before some of these Mm -hmm. rough and hard places that none of us are really fully aware of. And it's a great way to reframe things in light of the gospel because we can say, I don't know what to do. I know that the Lord has something here for us that we can we can call on him, we can trust him. And this is not to like gaslight your kids into being like, well, you should trust Jesus more. No. It's more of like we don't understand, but God knows and does, and he and he understands and he's not going to forsake us. So let's walk in this hard thing together. Let's seek help together. Let's seek the body of Christ and see if there's any resources for us to explore this further. And and I know God is using this for my sanctification and for your sanctification, but ultimately he's not going to leave us or forsake us. So praise the Lord. Yeah. All right. Another one. Being overprotective will not help you in the long run. Oh, don't. Please don't volunteer for everything. You're smothering your child. Let them breathe. Uh, go home, leave, come back at 830, go <laughs> away. <laughs> That's to say... Your youth group starts at 7 p.m. Like, why are you lingering? Go home. Go home. Go watch a movie. That's that's another thing. Helicopter parents. <sighs> okay. This is this is absolutely my opinion, and if I this is completely just me, openly dialoguing maybe with myself <laughs> about this, but it really comes down to I think trust. Mm. It genuinely does. Yes. And and it has to start from trust from up top. Like, obviously, in order for you to be a hel- helicopter parent, you're, you're dropping off your kids at a church with a youth program. So if we look at it higher in the hierarchy of things, really, it comes down to first, do you trust the Lord? Mm-hmm. Do you trust the God that you yourself submit yourself under and you submit your kids under? Do you trust him? Have you dedicated your child and raising your child to the Lord? To the Lord. Because that then trickles to, do you trust God's ordination of the pastors and leaders of your church? Mm. If that is like, if your answer is yes to the Lord and then yes to God's ordination of pastors and leaders of the church, then my question is, why do you hover? Mm. Where, where do you, where does your mistrust happen? Is it, are you not trusting your child because you know your child super well and you just know that I'm going to catch them doing what I believe they're doing behind my back? Or do you not trust the leadership? Because mm. those are the only two reasons that I can really see. Or this is another one. Or you don't trust the other families mm. that go to wow. yeah. their youth. So yep. it's really just a mistrust. And those are the three places you would have that mistrust. If the first two are yeses mm. and you still helicopter... Then where that, is this coming from? There, where is it coming from? You know, and so that's something that that only pa- that particular parent can answer is either yeah. you don't trust your kid, which means by extension you don't trust your own parenting, mm. which is <laughs> which is which is painful, yeah, to think about. You don't trust, but the, I can't say that you have to. Walk you have it. to walk with that. I don't know, <laughs> you know. Or you don't trust the leadership, mm-hmm. which then has to go back to the first two questions that I just asked. Do you trust the Lord and his ordination of pastors yes. and leaders of the church that you submit yourself under? Mm-hmm. Or you just don't trust the other family units that are there and dropping off their kids. Yeah. You know? And so, and by extension of that, you don't, you don't trust God's sovereignty and protection of his own church. Mm. And so... Mind you too, like I know mistakes happen within youth ministry. We're working with 
adolescent kids who get injured randomly, who, you know, like there's so many things that can happen within youth ministry. Um, that's, that's just the truth. Cause we're working with, with developing children, <laughs> you know, and in, in the heights of every hormonal change in their life is the happening worst. at this, this <laughs> age, right? Everything's on fire, but everything's on fire on constantly always. Um, <laughs> and we're just helping you and we want to support right. you. And so I think those are like, take that for what it, for what it is. I might be completely wrong by, by the way, like I'm no, not, not saying this is, no, but, but that's, that's what it, I think really comes down to. And that's yeah. hard. And I'm not saying that proudly. I'm just genuinely saying after a lot of prayer over these kind of parents, this is that's what, what we've seen. That's what we've seen, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, um, yeah. And that's something that the Lord has to work out in you, I think. And it's sad because I know, I know for a fact, a lot of that kind of behavior as parents towards youth kids and youth ministry and the Lord even come from past familial wounds, right? That have are now being projected on how they raise their children. Whether I don't know, I don't want to assume, you know, or just just hypothesizing like um, that there could be some neglect that happened in their past or some you know form of abuse or even, or even, you know, I don't know. I mean, like there's, there's a wound there and it's now being cared for as it pertains now to their child that may have happened to them in the past. And, and it's hard because then you're like, okay, so this is, this is more than just whether or not you trust me. This is actually more of like, where is that distrust coming from? It's coming from a wound. Oh, and I don't know. I can't call that out for you for also another thing is there are so many other kids we are called to oversee. Right. I love your student. I love them. I love them individually. But at the same time, as far as priority, if you're giving me a list of things that you want to see happen in your child, also realize there are 12 to 80 other students in this room as well. So your kid is not but your kid is special. Yes, very special. Precious in the eyes of the Lord. Absolutely. But also, they're not about to be the special case in every single thing, in every single event. That's one uh, statement that was given. Your kid is not about to be a special case every single event. Uh, another one, <laughs> someone said, you, you are underwear. Everyone can tell your kid is a butthole when you're not covering them. <laughs> I, I read that and I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> but what a strange way to word it, but that makes so much sense. That's how you know they're a youth leader. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you it's know. a word. It's so weird. It's worded so weird. Um, there's another one. <laughs> if you have any concerns about my leadership, so oh. my leadership as a youth pastor or a youth leader, talk to me about it. Come to the youth pastor. Come to the youth leader. Do not take it to the other parents. Oh, because number one, that's called gossip. That is slander. <laughs> and slander. But at the same time, if that is resolved, right? If if we do it as according to God's word, which where you go to a brother, you bring up the thing, and it's resolved there, you can't undo what you just shared with all the other parents because that then perpetuates their thoughts towards that youth leader or youth pastor because you decided to share your frustrations or anger or conflict or disagreement with someone else other than Mm. the pastor or the youth leader. Way to go. That's no bueno. Don't do that. Just don't do it. If you have an issue with a youth pastor or youth leader, talk to them. Talk to them. Because they're a brother or sister in the Lord. Yes. Resolve it like that. And let there be grace there because there may have been a misunderstanding. Maybe your student deserved it. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. Like like students and... Here's an understanding that most youth youth youth, youth leaders. Wow, I can't talk. Most what? <laughs> Both. Here is an wow. Redo. No, leave it. Oh gosh. <laughs> Here is an understanding that most youth leaders have yes. of is that we are working with children. Yes, we know that. 
We get We it. are very aware that they are going to not listen. We are aware that they're going to do dumb things. We are we are very aware of that. We are so aware of that even before we joined this ministry, you know, like we Because we weren't we were just that. We were just that, like maybe five <laughs> to six years before that point, you know, depending and whatnot. And Hindsight's so, twenty twenty. Right. As a young adult, you're like, wow, that was not a good kid. Exactly. And so when it when it does come to that point where it's like it's it is your student's fault, we know how to sort that stuff out. But that also goes into some of the statements that some youth leaders are saying. It's like your kid is not the perfect one that doesn't do any bad things. Or the other one that it says, they are also 3000% doing the things you don't want them to. Yep. Like, I can just think of, I know, I get it. I To some extent, I get it. The concerns that we have, the concerns that parents have vocalized about like, where social media is going, where what they're being exposed to. Um, but my kid is not exposed to that. Guess what? They are. They probably are. They probably are. And no amount of censorship within, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, they, if they have friends, they are aware of some degree of those things that you don't want them to be aware of. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. So the ma- the truth of that then is how are you shepherding and discipling yes. your students through it. Exactly. Like, Rather than overprotecting them away from it. Right. Bring them through a catechism that that then looks at that in the lens of the gospel. How can I relate to this more healthily and that glorifies right. the Lord? That's on we do that. In youth group we do that all the time. We we know we can't fight the fact that your kid knows TikTok trends. Like we can't, we know that for sure. Right. But, and, but what you know what we do as youth leaders? We learn what those trends are. <laughs> we learn uh, stupid dances. Like we learn what goes viral. Because we love your kids and we want to know what they're into rather than being like, don't ever download it. You know, like that's not up to me. I'm not the parent in this situation. That's up to you and how you are led with your walk with the Lord and, and as your parent, your child. And maybe you don't let them have social media till they're 18. I would suggest that. Like, that's a great idea, actually. As a social media manager, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. You can do that. Or you can let them be on it, but help them to healthily relate to it. Right. And to be very safe with it. But that also comes with you having to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. You having to look at ways that technologically you can, you need to be the expert at it, not your student. Right. Because then if your student is the expert at it, then you're like, Maybe then I should actually put some safeguards, but also, but still teach them how to relate to it healthily, so that not when out when they turn eighteen and you've been overprotective all their teenage life, and they're eighteen, they download all the things and they don't know how to relate to it well. So that just comes with you. One youth leader said, "Be into what they're into. Mm -hmm. What excites them about these things? What excites them about certain trends, or what excites them about?" things on social media, rather than like demonizing it immediately, then of course they're going to not come to you about it. They're going to hide things from you. Right. Because right out the gate, you're just like, I don't like it, blah, 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 rather than trying to understand it. Well, not only that, like you as a parent, especially if you have multiple children in youth ministry, you know how each of your students are. Because like in my family unit, we had like me who was like the hyper responsible one was too afraid to do anything wrong because I don't like getting in trouble. And then my mm-hmm. two older brothers who were like, eh, I'll be fine. You know, yeah. like <laughs> it was different. Like my parents had to parent me differently than the way they parented my brothers, you know, and I and I understand having seen my parents do that. It is hard work. Yeah. It's like writing three different curriculums because I have three different students who learn three different exactly. ways. Like I, I get that. And obviously we're not there. They, they didn't do it perfectly. Some of the things that they implemented for my brothers, they implemented for me, but it, for me, it was like too strict because yeah. I'm like, I don't ever struggle with that, but okay. Or vice versa. They were too lenient with me. So be, because of that, they had to be lenient with my brothers, but because my brothers were just a certain way in high school, 
they took advantage of that and yeah. it just didn't work for them, you know? So like I get the pendulum swing mm-hmm. of it all, but there, there is hard work yes. behind that that needs to be done because like one of the things that, that um, one of the statements that someone said Take their phones away when you know that they are sending nudes. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you the stories. You know, <laughs> I won't tell you the stories, but but like if you that know happens, that this man. is what's happening with your student, with your kid, even if you're in a multi multi-child family, for that student, for that kid, that needs a different type of discipline, yes. a different type of shepherding. Yep. You know, and and I, it's oh it's difficult because within the family unit, it's like it gets into the well. That's not fair. She gets to, but then she gets to, you know, or well, he then gets stop to. Stop sending your parts to other people, <laughs> right? Stop. And so, but there there has to be a discipline there. Yes. And because we youth leaders are aware that this is happening, like like we are aware that your student is sending inappropriate pictures or whatever, which has to do with their well being, because that could easily get into the wrong hands. And not only that, it affects. Every Everyone. other family unit, because now we have youth kids who were exposed to this person's parts. Right. Now we have to talk to all the parents to inform them. And I guess, and I know that's humiliating. It is. And you could be a great parent and maybe your student just Are, has is this, going through something. Going through something. But like, and I know that's humiliating. But when you then take it out on a youth leader, I'm just like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Like I'm, and I'm and I'm and I'm hoping this is also true. Your student didn't learn to do that from us. Yes. Like, which I have seen other parents think, like, <sighs> you know, like either, well, my student would have never done that had they not learned that from someone. Mm-hmm. Well, what if they didn't learn it from someone at right. youth? What if they learned it from from school and they brought it in or whatever? It still goes back to this. This is. Again, this is not a pointing of fingers. Like this is not something we did, but yeah. now let's shepherd this. But we want to help support yes. you and now discipling your child through through this. that. And and a part of that discipline might be removing something they def- def- desperately care about, which is their phone. Take it away. It's not a problem. Take it, it's they'll be fine. It's actually causing them more harm, and it's causing yes. others harm. Yeah. And so at that point, you have to make that very um, authoritative decision and we will support you and we will support you if you you. tell us what boundaries you've set for your child because they did something very harmful like sending nudes bruh we will will support you we'll support you but also be this channel of grace for your student right to understand and know that the things done in secret and the things done in the darkness the things of sin are destructive and we are here to offer them grace for even for those failures because it's it's something as youth leaders that they we by the grace of god have this bone within us that we have empathy of like this is coming from something else yeah. this is coming from either a low value low view of self or an a misunderstanding of their worth in christ this could also be coming from um maybe someone is preying on them so then it gets a little bit a little more spicy that now yeah. we have to actually seek out law enforcement help and, and professionals in regards to this. So we take that very seriously. And I hope that um, if you're a parent and you're listening, that your student is in a youth group that takes that stuff very seriously as well. But that just takes having a conversation and trusting the Lord and trusting people placed in those positions to hear him and do what he says. So, yep. For those parents out there that might be, you know, I get it. Like they're coming into that age where they're interested in the in the opposite gender, and they they want to be loved and chosen, and, and oh, yeah. dating starts. One of the um, our youth leaders said, uh, "Fathers, date your daughters. Yeah. Show them, show them, and train them from the beginning what you would desire for them." Yeah themselves yourself you know like that would be the time because guess what 
my I remember my dad doing that. He would take me out and he would show me like um just how a gentleman ought to act on a date with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, we would go out to eat and like my dad would open my door and all these different things. Because when it came to me being an adult when I started actually dating and the standard of that person wasn't even to the default line. Mm. I was just like, you're, you may not be for me. Like you, yeah. you may not be worthy of my, my affections and my time because you're not taking care of me, even just with what my dad would do to take me out to a dinner and a movie, mm. you know, um, or like warning signs. Like I remember my dad telling me about warning signs when it comes to yeah, same. guys, red you know, flags. like red flags, just like, <laughs> Hey, if they look like they're not listening, guess what? They're actually not listening. And I'm just like, Oh, cool. Like, yeah, they're not, men are not multitaskers, you know? And I was like, right. Oh, very okay. Good. Good to know. You know, good to know. Like I didn't, I wasn't aware of those things as a teenager, you know? And so when it came to me, like, dating and and finding um or like even having feelings for for potential partners I would just watch them yeah I started watching them and all the things that my dad taught me based on those little dates I was like okay they don't okay they don't really do okay Mm -hmm. they're not really listening no they tend to gaslight okay yeah you know like those type of things and so being, and that's a big, just a part of being involved in your students' lives. Yeah. You know, and in the same way, like moms, you can take your sons out and, and teach them, like, this is how you show a woman respect. Mm-hmm. This is how, you know, like all these different things, because um, it, it, you, it, it goes further than you think it does, I yeah. think is what I'm trying to say. Like those little trainings, whether it be dating or just how to be in someone's home mm-hmm. or respecting someone's space or respecting boundaries or whatever it may be. It might be little lessons, but now being an adult in hindsight, all mm-hmm. those little lessons come back to remind me just how to be. How to be a person. How to be a person. Who loves the Lord and has yeah. and lives in a family unit. And lives in a family unit. <laughs> yeah. And and they come back. I think it's they like do. the Lord is like, yep, those tools, the ways the Lord, the, the your parents trained you, they'll come back. And now I'm the person that I am today based on those things. It's not like I developed myself, mm-hmm. you know? And so parenting, parenting is a huge one. And a lot of, a lot of the other comments that we didn't get to is just, just be there. Yeah. Talk to your kids, be there. Um, they are all, and it may be awkward. Right. They know. They don't know how to start a conversation, <laughs> let alone carry one or hold a gaze. <laughs> They'll look away. Can I tell you, like Gen Zers, when I'm like talking to them, they're just like, their eyes are just like, like all over. Like you're looking deep in my soul. I'm like, no, I'm just looking you in the no, eye, dude. You're, looking, being, you're okay. Having a conversation with you. They're so precious. They are also uncomfortable. And I know you're uncomfortable too, to start so. this conversation with them. So just even just call that out. You're like, I know this is weird, but how was your day? <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> and and be and mind you too, like authenticity is a big one in yes. that because again, like what we said before, your students see right through you. If yeah. you if you're just like trying to check a mark because you know it'll be good in the long run, they'll kind of know that. Yeah. But to genuinely be like, hey, how how was today? Yeah. You know, or even just share, my day was trash today. Yeah. As a parent. I remember having my dad. It didn't happen very often, but the times that he would tell me like today sucked. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? But you're an adult. But you're an adult. <laughs> and you know, and but it's cool yeah. to kind of have those those boundaries that we think are there just get dropped. Because yeah. they're actually not those walls are not there. Yeah. I think sometimes that's that's the enemy's way of definitely dividing family units too. Like, but like drop, drop those walls. Talk and, about yeah. the things that kind of bothered you today. And you set the tone. You set the tone. And of course they're gonna give you one word answers like it was fine. It was good. You know. Then just leave it at that. You know, yep. sometimes at least there's communication. And, and try again can be tomorrow. Like, they'll try again tomorrow <laughs> and be like, hey, if ever you need to tell me anything, tell me, you know? Oh, oh, and that gives me that. This is a leeway to another thing that um, came up was work on your reaction. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I get it. Some of these things are shocking. Oh, yeah. Or angering. Is that a word? I don't even know. Angering. That, I don't know. And so... Uh, <laughs> You know, like there, but just work on those. Yeah. Like ask the Lord to give you a slow reaction to things. Because like I said, when I told my parents about who I liked, 
their reaction taught me never to ever talk about that stuff ever again. Because I didn't want to see that reaction again. Again. Yeah. I'm a very trained creature. Like I'm a Shamu. <laughs> like, cool. I yeah. won't do that. I Like you blow a whistle, I'll, I'll breach the waters. Like, you know, <laughs> like that's literally. And so, um, and so work on, ask the Lord to, to, to help you react. Yeah. In a way that is authentic. Yes. But also in a way that slows slow to anger, slow to, you know, slow to these things. Even if you have to say, Hey honey, like, thank you for sharing that with me. Would you give me time to pray about what to say? Yeah. Like, because sometimes the first thing that we say is not the right thing. (laughs) Or we'll try to fix it immediately. Yeah. Or try to like put a band, a spiritual bandaid on it. Just give it a second. Yeah. Because the things right now, like culturally that are, that's happening among our youth are very nuanced. It's not black and white. And and praise the Lord, there are things in the Bible that are also very nuanced yep. that aren't black and white. Of course, there are non-negotiable, essential things that never change doctrinally, but there are some things that there's, you just have to live in the tension together with. Yep. How do I respond to this? How do I walk through uh, my LGBTQ friends, or how do I deal with you know this this um, movement that's happening in my generation, sit in that, you may not have an answer and be okay. Be like, the Lord knows. I don't know. All I know is that if we follow the follow Jesus and trust him and cling to his word together, I think we'll be fine. And he'll give us an answer. And if not, hey, we get to love one another through the process. And that's really our encouragement to parents. We're not giving you this advice as like, Expert parents, because we are not parents. We're not parents. This is from more of how what we've seen work with young people as youth leaders. If I just sat and just let my students talk things out to me, sometimes they just need to hear the sound of their own voice in the process, and I may not have an answer for them, but they'll be like, "Thank you, that I really like. Thanks for this." And I'm like, "I did nothing. I just sat here and listened and prayed." Yeah. Wow. Well, to the parents who have been discipling, we just wanted to kind of address you as well. Yes. We, number one, want to root you on and continue to do the yes. hard work. You know, parenting there, is not easy. There are parents who've done things so well. Oh, right. I'm just like, teach me. Teach me what you're doing. And and you can tell from those parents, like, that is good. Jesus, that is like yes. the spirit of God working in and through that parent. Because I would have, I would have never seen that go that way, or yes. I would have never known to say what they had said, you know. Mm. But just know too, like because because of those things, it blesses your youth yes. leaders so much. Because number one, they they start becoming co laborers in the ministry with us mm-hmm. to their peers. Yeah, they're an example to those things, you know, and they actually, they have a better access to other youth people because they themselves are peers, you know, and, and we've seen the Lord use some of our high school junior hires to reach their own age group. And it's the most phenomenal thing and God's working that stuff out. And I know that that isn't just out of nowhere. I know that that has been just the Lord working out those things in those parents who are investing in their kids in these ways. So thank you so much. Continue to, Keep to do going. it. We're rooting for you. And at the same time, we're also still here for you. Yeah. You know, like your your kids who may be walking with the Lord and are doing well, they're they're gonna run into rough patches. Yeah. Um they're you know, they're gonna they they will. That's that's just what maturity brings. But we're we're still here for you, but we are rooting so very deeply for you. And we're rooting for your kids. We yes. see the the product and the fruit from your parenting that has been such a blessing to us. And and granted, a lot of these students who that we're talking about who've gone and done really well, not all of their parents are together or not all of their parents have been walking with the Lord, but the believing parent, for some reason, like the Lord honors that time and effort and love and attention that you've poured into your child and it's really evident in our youth group. And yeah, like uh, the, all the all the credit goes to the spirit, but we're also thankful that we get to play a little itty bitty part in 
how they turn out. <laughs> Absolutely. Praise the Lord. I love that. And then just an encouragement to our parents and to our youth leaders mm-hmm. for both. Yes. Um, if if you've made it <laughs> if you made it to this point. Yes. Um, and and there are some things that maybe resonated or um kind of just kicked your little heart a little bit. <laughs> we just want to encourage you to to take a walk with it, bring it before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of what we said in the beginning. Ask the Lord to really bring up some dross if there is any, you know, yeah. um, in the midst of these things. And and maybe approach your local youth workers, the the kids, the the leaders that your kids are under right now, maybe this week or whenever you listen to this, just reach out to them, tell them like, hey, um, I struggled with this. I heard mm. this somewhere. <laughs> These two ladies like ripped me to shreds and <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know, but can, can we talk like, help like can we pray together for my student or can you pray for me as a parent or how can I be praying for you as a youth leader because you're dealing with these things times 80 for some people you know um partner up like don't let the enemy cause division in those things because we need to be a unified linked shields for our generation we really do parent youth leaders all of us um, the church body as a whole, mm-hmm. we need to be doing this together. We cannot say that, you know, there are enemy or whatever. Mm-hmm. We can't allow any of that talk um, in the household of God. We just can't, not, no. not for the sake of, of our youth kids. Cause the heart of all, I know for me and I know for faith and for almost every youth leader that I know who is serving currently, who's served in the past, our heart has always been in 50 years, I want to see these kids walking and loving Jesus still. Mm -hmm. That is the ultimate goal for most youth leaders is for them to choose Christ continuously every day and just walk with him. Yeah. Um, So partner up, partner up with your parents, youth leaders, partner up with your youth leaders, parents, you know, like, like, like go in this together. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's, I think there's such an amazing work in, in this in this generation, God is moving yep. heavily in this generation, and um, and we should we should back that up. We should yeah. support that. You know, fortify it, fortify it. And to our youth leader friends who've shared all these things, I know it's um, not 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 hard, not easy to share a lot of these things and. Just so you know, and we've talked to you all personally too. That we we're keeping these in confidence. We're not going to email this to your <laughs> your pastor, but we know that a lot of these were hard to get out because I know, I know as a youth leader myself that over the years there are things I wish I could have told a parent, and I just kind of suppressed it and pushed it down either because we I know it would not be received, or um. I said it and it wasn't received, so I just kind of tucked it away. Um, but then the pattern continued. You know, it's really difficult to get to that place of vulnerability of sharing something that's very difficult like that. So I thank you guys for sharing your heart. I know that uh, you love your students. We also know that you're still saved by, <laughs> by sharing these things. Right. Because it's hard. It's hard. It's hard because there is... a there is a rub there and I don't know what happened somehow over the years, but in the West specifically, there's almost like a, there's like a war between parents and youth leaders. And I don't know if it's jealousy or whatever, but, but instead of there being a division there that is clearly from the enemy, let us be reconciled to one another. Let's pursue peace with one another, be peacemakers, but also understand that like we are in a, we're in a fight. This is a spiritual warfare that's happening. So if we're divided, we're going to fail and the Lord's going to call someone else to take that place and to fill in the gap. So I'd, I'd rather not be disqualified. I would rather participate. And it'd be great if you also participated with me with the work that God's doing in this generation. So there's that. All right. Well, we end every episode or episodes, segments with, I love that for you. I love that for you. This is the portion where we talk about what we're into. Faith, what are you into right now? We watched Black Widow and I loved it. I loved it so much. Everything about it, the pace of the film, the characters, the casting, 
just really beautiful. It wasn't too like girl power, women are awesome, men suck. It wasn't that. It was, I loved it. It was like perfectly, uh, I don't know. It was just really well executed in my opinion. And if you disagree with me, don't talk to me. (laughs) Pray about it. Watch it again. Then come back to me. I loved it. And they also, weirdly, they address family units. Family units. So cool. I love that. Family units and also trafficking. Like, yeah. Ah, the way they addressed that was very good. And trauma and, um, I don't know, Stockholm Syndrome. Like, it was very really good. great themes. Yeah. The and action The action in that movie is fire. I couldn't. Choreo. I couldn't, like, what? I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, what is happening Florence right Pugh. Now? I love her. Yeah. I want to be her friend. I know. If you're listening to this, you probably aren't. But be your friend. I love you. Um, but yeah. That's what I love. I know. I loved it. It was and it was like also appropriately funny in the right places. Yes. I love, I just enjoyed Great it. Great themes. I'm all about what you, yeah. I, I love, love that, that for you, Faith. Thanks. How about you, Krista? <laughs> so I have been, and this might be surprising for most people who know me because I, everyone knows that I'm a scaredy cat. I cannot handle horror films, yes. violence, nothing. True. But Netflix came out with a, um, anime it's a filipino based anime it was actually a comic that was developed in 2000 i want to say 2005 or 2015 what one of those these two filipino men came together one was an artist one was a writer and they made a comic called trece trece which in tagalog means 13 and it's also a town it's all yeah so um so it's about alexander trece who's this like she's kind of like how do I explain her? She's like a in between she's a mediator between the natural world, like the re the real world and like the spirit world. Mm. She's not Aang though. <laughs> she's not yes. an avatar. But she she keeps the balance between the light and the dark of of the world of the Philippine the Filipino people. Um, I know some of you guys may, listening may not like yes this this oh you're stuff. right you're right because but that's okay that's okay it's not real i'm still saved jesus is <laughs> greater he yes. has the authority yes and so um <laughs> there but yeah so she's kind of like the she's the middle she kind of keeps the peace between like the the light and the dark the natural and the supernatural worlds mm-hmm. right um so filipinos have a lot of folklore that is frightening we were brought up learning about monsters all our lives and oh, just yes. like weird superstitions which are in clearly our demons right just taking forms in different ways yes. and you know causing havoc in the city and yeah. in people's minds and stuff and so it it plays into that and it's, it's really cool it's That's actually so beautifully um executed like aesthetically in like if you have been to in manila grew up there or even visited recently the moment the opening scene pops up on the screen, you know it's Manila. You can mm-hmm. they do it so well you can almost smell what Manila smells like oh, by just yes. looking at the way nice. this the way they animated it. It's absolutely phenomenal. It is dark, disclaimer, it's dark and it's a little violent, but it's it's anime and most scary anime or horror animes are kind of violent. Mm-hmm. This is also the reason why I'm like really surprised I got to watch it because You did great. I'm really I'm frightened by those things. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was I I I w- it was very deep. I was just like, "Oh, this is such a very deep concept." And um yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't it is a little gory and there's some language in it. But the cool thing about the language, well, not the bad language, but the cool thing about it is too they have a lot of Tagalog in it. Yeah. And cuz you can also watch it overdubbed in Tagalog, in Tagalog or overdubbed in English. In English. And but even keep, the English, they keep Tagalog yes, things. So and good. I love the sound of the Filipino accent. I love it. They keep the Filipino accent very true. Yes. And especially it, the Manila accent. Yeah. And it's very I specific. and I love it's it. Specific. Yeah. It's specific. <laughs> specific. And um it just kind of brings me home a little bit, you know? I can't but, wait. It's really good. I've been putting it off because I've been having projects, but I yeah. will watch. Did but I uh, yeah, again, if it's just a disclaimer. It's not for everybody, and I get that. But um, yes. it's okay. It's a, it's just a really you're good. It's cool. You're all good. <sighs> yeah. Well, this was great. Yes. Oh, 
please, I please don't fire us. Oh, I love that for you. Um, this is great. Please don't fire us. <laughs> and don't fire our friends. <laughs> don't fire if you friends. ask us, was this so-and-so, did so-and-so say this, we will deny, deny, deny. And you'll never, you'll never hear this. And even this if you again. guess it, I will deny it. I will <laughs> lie and then ask the Lord for, yeah. to forgive me for lying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways, love you guys. See, <laughs> See you next time. We never know how to end these. I know. <laughs> we'll just cue the music right here. Yeah. I forgot what the <laughs> music is. Okay, bye. <laughs>